Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Today on Faith at Eight, it is Topic Tuesday, and we are talking about habits. Yes, we are. (laughs) And really specifically, Christ-centered habits. And I think there's there's being a, there's stewardship habits that are important too, but I think where we oftentimes struggle, at least I did, maybe I'm alone on an island and just want to tell you my story, but is in our like, okay, so I want to be Christian. What does that look like? And I would agree with that because when I started my walk, like really diving in and understanding it was, what is this supposed to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, cause coming from a family in which I grew up where you just went to church on Sundays and then there was Sunday school or Tuesday night, or whatever day it was, I didn't know what the habits were. And all I knew was I wanted to grow closer to Jesus. So I instituted like, okay, a scripture a day. Cause I knew, all right, I should be in the word. Like that's mm-hmm. what I should do to, to study. But outside of that, what else could I do? And what would happen when I didn't have time for it? Yeah. You know, or or I saw it as, oh, I don't have time for it. And it was a thing at the end of the day instead of being at the beginning of the day. And so finding what Christian habits really were was important. And it's not that I'm far from perfect in Christian habits, my goodness. Um, but at least I know what I need to do. If I'm feeling really off balance, it's, hang on a second. Am I really grounded in my faith? Like, that's mm-hmm. probably what's been missing if I feel really off balance. Yeah. And in my journey, I I looked really great. I looked like a really great Christian, but I wasn't Christ-centered. I actually did have, I had zero connection with Christ. And so, um, and, and what happens with that is like, I would go and I would go to other women that I really admired and I really respected as Christian women and none of them had the exact same habits. And so then I was trying to do all of their habits and I was like, well, now I just felt overwhelmed because I'm doing 500 things. But when I really broke it down and I looked at it, I realized that everything kind of fell in specific buckets or like, or categories or however you want to do it. Um, like if you go to the, the grocery store there's and you say pasta, well, there's 5,000 different types of pasta. There's macaroni, there's spaghetti, there's linguine, but they're all pasta. And um, we, I was looking at these habits and was like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. Now, now I have 24 different habits just in my faith life alone. That's not including like hygiene or taking care of my, my family. <laughs> and I'm not understanding why I'm like, well, this is exhausting. And I had to like, take a step back and say, okay, I can't do all the things because I am only one person. So what is it that I need to do? And I found that there were really four key areas that I needed to work on. So the first one was, I have to read my Bible. I didn't own a Bible, friends, for a very long time in my thing and in, in, in my journey. And when I have conversations with other Christians, mm-hmm. um, and I f- hear someone like really struggling, and I'll start asking questions and the number one blanket statement is though a lot of them they're like, Oh, I don't read my Bible. I just go to mm-hmm. church on Sunday. And because I go to church on Sunday, you know, that fuels my soul and the pastor fuels me. And then that's it. And it's like, well, well, one, it's the pastor is not a gas station attendant. The pastor is a teacher and they're supposed to, they're teaching you. And then you're supposed to take what they teach you and you're supposed to like use it and apply it to your life throughout the week. Um, and they, they know those things because they read their Bible and you're supposed to too. Um, but I, it's interesting how, how many Christians were in the same boat as me that they, they never read their Bible. Yep. Like they, they didn't, they didn't, or they didn't own a Bible or they felt like, 
oh, I, I, it's not my responsibility or I, I'm supposed to go to the pastor to teach it to me. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, you know, or it's really intimidating because look at it, it's big. Right. Yeah. Like there's, there's lots of books. Mine's not even rainbowy. So like that makes it even more intimidating. <laughs> but, and I get that because that was one of the things is I had a Bible, but I didn't know what Bible should I pick? Mm-hmm. So when I look at the first Bible that I just got off of Amazon, the readability wasn't very good. So my understanding of it wasn't there. And it wasn't until I understood, oh, wait, I have the option to pick a Bible in which I can read it better yeah. and to understand it. And I didn't even know that there was different versions. Like, let's be honest. Oh, wow. So when okay, it came down, that. yeah, I knew there was the King James version and the not King James version. I didn't understand that there was, a, I <laughs> literally it. thought I just went to Amazon and picked up a Bible and they were all the same. So I didn't even know that. So when I started to look and be like, wait, why is that verse a little bit different than this verse? Like she told me this, but this is what mine says. And then, you know, finding a chart and saying, oh, look at here's a little chart that says readability. And mm-hmm. then like, how close is it to the actual word? And I found one that was like the most combo. And I was like, this is what I need because it made me want to sit in the yeah. word too. So I love that that first habit is get in the word. Don't yes. rely on a pastor. Don't no. rely on your friends. And and I've heard people because I, I, in private conversations, never in a public sphere, specter, specter, whatever we're in, I would never say, oh, this pastor, I don't listen to them because mm-hmm. I, I think that is very disrespectful. I'm not, I, they do hold the title of pastor. I will honor and respect them for that. Um, but there are certain pastors that are very popular that I don't mm-hmm. listen to. And I've had people say, well, why not? I go, well, because when I take what they're saying and I compare it to the word, it, it's not, it's not biblically sound. Like, well, how do you know that? Well, I would only know because I'm reading mm-hmm. the word. Um, I, I would, you don't know what is truth. If we know that this is, is this is true. And I know that I, I unabashedly am a hundred percent confident that this is true. Well, we're not going to be able to. Um, recognize lies and where the where the yep. world is lying to us if we don't know what the truth is. And so there's just so much importance. And and why I, what helped me realize like, oh, it's just this one thing. Because when I was speaking to all these women saying, well, what do you, like, how, how do you connect with God? They all said some version of reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, some were like, oh, I, re- I read a devotional every day and I study. Some were like, I read the Bible cover to cover every year. Some were um, like, oh, I pick a book every month and I just study that book every month. But there isn't one, and we get this question, mm-hmm. where do you start and how do you read it? You read it. That's what you do. You start and you read it. And and uh, you will never hear me say, this is where you have to start. Mm-mm. You have to start here and you have to read it in this many days. And No, 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 no. You just have to read it. You have to take the time. You have to make it a priority as part of your day. You have to, you know, if you go through pile of rocks and you learn that, you know, your faith foundation is supposed to be your faith and you realize that, well, the next step is going to be like, well, how do I make foundation my faith? You read the Bible. Yep. You read the Bible. It is so, so important to know what God's word says. Uh, People also ask, well, what do you do when you're in a time of trial and you don't know what way to go? I read the Bible. Because mm-hmm. if I want to hear God speak to me, I need to read the Bible. If I want to hear him speak to me audibly, I need to read it out loud. Like that is my philosophy. That is what I do. Um, I, I don't sit there and like, oh, Lord, what do I do now? And I just sit there and like wait for an anvil to drop. Like, no, I open up the word because I know that He everything he has instructed us to do is within the however many pages are in your Bible. I know everyone's just, it isn't the same pages because... 
of margins and pictures. And the beauty is that there's a bunch of studies out there. I started yeah. reading one scripture a day, rachelwojo.com. I love that that is where my journey started. It was, here's the scripture you read and then reflect on it. And that's exactly what I did. And that got me in the habit of this is where I need to go in order to, um, to be in the word. And then when I wanted more than that, then it was, okay, now I want to do a Bible study or I want to read it in chronological order, or I want to do something that will help myself get deeper in the word and answer those questions that I needed answers to. If you ever watch the YouTube videos, you'll see that it is way more entertaining. Um, but we love all our podcast listeners as well. It's yes. just because if you're watching the podcast right now, you have no clue anything happened. If you're watching YouTube, uh -huh. you're like, what just happened there? I don't know. We'll find out later. Um, <laughs> And, and what people will say is, oh, well, reading one verse, well, what is that really going to oh. do? You know what it's going to do? It's going to tell you that it, you're, it's going to reinforce with you every single day is I'm a Christian. I'm someone that opens up God's word every right. single day because I have respect for God's word, because I believe it is true, because I am a Christ-centered woman. I'm a valiant woman of faith, and I am a servant of God. That's what it will do. It will reinforce that to you every single day. Because if you never open up the Bible, mm -hmm. and I was this, I was faking it till I made it. That's where my my faith journey prior to figuring out how, that I was not, um, that I was really broken still, despite the fact that I was quote unquote Christian and went to church all the time. Um, and that was because I wasn't doing any work outside of going to church every mm -hmm. Sunday. And I felt like a faker. I felt like a liar. I felt like, uh, like I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm, I just, what, who am I? What am I? Like, I, I, like I, yeah, I talk a good game. I love Jesus, but I still feel so inadequate. And when I'm reading the word every day, I am reinforcing to myself and I'm, I'm filling my, I'm filling my spirit and I'm filling my soul and telling myself, Shannon, you are a follower of Christ. And you are an obedient woman to Christ and you are doing as God commanded and you are in the word daily. Sometimes that's a verse. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's a chapter. Sometimes that's a book. But the key is I am creating that habit, that automatic response of when I am in trial, I'm going to my Bible. We, mm -hmm. we did a study of Nehemiah. Know yep. why he went to the word? Why, know why he went and prayed? Because that was his habit. His mm -hmm. habit was to go there. It's not like one day he had a bad thing happen. It was like, I think I'll go to the word. I think I'll... No, no, no. no. He, what? He, it was habitual for him. It was an automatic response. Um, and so if you want to create that as an automatic response, if you want to go through a year like 2020, and we both got people were like, how are you so calm right now? Yep. Because years prior to that, for me, I had got, I had created the habit of going to God's word. So when there was zero dollars coming in our house and I wasn't really sure how we were going to pay our bills. I went to God's word when my, mm -hmm. we were all stuck in quarantine and not going anywhere. And there's four of us uh, in the house together, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, first time ever in our entire life. And everyone was driving a little crazy. I went to the word because I was like, Lord, I know they're a blessing, but I need to, I need a reminder because I'm not feeling it right now. <laughs> and the beauty is your habit influenced me. Because when I saw how you handled situations, it, it made me question, I'm freaking out and she is not. Like, I'm freaking out for her. And so I don't even understand how that works. And we'd have discussions and she's like, it's fine. I'm in the word. Like, I understand. So that made me go, well, I want to react in that way. Like, so there's obviously something that somewhere that I need to grow. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the reasons when I did start, it was, let me just start with one scripture. I will tell yeah. you, starting with one verse a day changed my life. And if all I ever did was one yes. verse a day, 
or even one verse a day most days of the week, right? I, I get it. Like yeah. sometimes things just happen. But if that's all I did, that was more than I had done the previous 30 some years of my life. So don't yeah. discount, well, I only get in there five minutes. I only do one verse. Beautiful. You're going to the word. That's that habit. So mm. I love that that is the first habit of those yes, four keys. I think that's so key. Okay. Especially because habit number two is every woman I spoke to said they prayed. Um, and I think prayer can be very intimidating. But then when yes. I read the word and it tells me how to pray, I'm like, oh, I guess it's not that that intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time we went to 21 days of prayer and I was like, oh, I, I pray every day. I'm good. And they actually legitimately set a timer on the wall that says like 30 minutes. And I'm like, uh, okay, I, I pray for 30 minutes. Like I pray every morning. And like you close your eyes and you say everything in your heart mm -hmm. and you pour out your heart before God and you open your eyes and like that was only eight minutes. It's like the time that you're you're like sitting across from a friend or, or your spouse and they're asking you a question, but then they go silent waiting for the answer. And you're like, would you just say something to fill the space? But they're literally just giving you that time and space to fill what and and all of a sudden what uprises is whatever you actually need to say. Mm -hmm. So that's what I always loved about 21 days of prayer and having that 30 minute block of time was, yeah, in the beginning, you get out everything that you think you're supposed yeah. to say. And then there's this mark of silence where then you're listening. Mm -hmm. You're sitting and you're listening and you're saying, oh, this is really what I need. This mm -hmm. is what I need to say right now. This is what I need to repent. This is what I need to ask guidance for. This is what I need to give gratitude for. This is what I need to worship for. So I love those extended periods of time mm -hmm. that are really uncomfortable because that's mm -hmm. when you dig in and you're like, oh, that's what's really surfacing. Yeah. And, and you may just start, you know, the best thing you can do if you're like, I don't know how to pray, start with just gratitude. Mm -hmm. Some people call it like a gratitude journey a journal. I call it a blessings journal. Mm -hmm. I started one at one point in, in time and I literally would write one blessing down every single day and I would make sure it was not the same one that I had already written. And I just wrote a blessing every day and a blessing every day it, because it, it changes the, the filter you walk through life in because instead of walking through life of oh, all the like 2020 is happening to me and I got COVID and I got laid off, you're thinking, Thank you, God, that I have a roof over my head despite the fact that there's no income coming into my house. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God, that my husband and I, we are stronger in our marriage than we've ever been because I have a lot of friends that got divorced through COVID. Yep. COVID broke their marriage. 2020 broke their marriage. Um, thank you, God, that I have two children that are healthy. I have a friend that her daughter got COVID and wasn't recovering. They couldn't figure out why. And so they took her to the hospital and it ended up she has leukemia. And the faithfulness of that woman and no, and she said, I just prayed and thank God every day. Thank you for COVID. Cause I would have never known she had leukemia. And now they are actually able to like treat the leukemia and they caught it earlier than they would have if she didn't get it. Mm -hmm. um, so like writing the blessings every day and not writing the same one twice, it forces you to really dig down and go, this is a blessing. This me losing my job. I would have never left if I didn't get laid off. I would have just stayed right. there unhappy. Um, and, and just going through the motions of the day to day of this is what I do. And I would have never been able to homeschool my children and, mm -hmm. and thanking God is so important. And yes, that's also where we go for prayer and petition and asking for things. But when we, when we change that posture of our heart to thanking him for what we have, instead of just demanding what we want, it really just changes that relationship that you have with him. And, and it's important that we pray because we need to talk to him. If you don't talk to someone, your relationship with them will completely 
disintegrate. If I didn't talk to my husband for 30 days, we, our, our relationship would disintegrate. We would not have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. You need to communicate with someone. Well, if you want a great relationship with God, you need to communicate with him. And that's through reading his word and then speaking in prayer. And sometimes the the reflection there says, oh, well, I speak to him all the time, but I'm just waiting for an answer. Well, have you gone to the word? That's where God speaks. And going to gratitude, I wanted just to remark on Ephesians, um, Ephesians 5.20 giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Like going to the Bible tells us how to live. This is consistency in the Christian life. If you're saying, I don't know what this looks like. It's in the word. Give gratitude, give thanks. If you, and I work with people uh, on having gratitude, on having blessings, on understanding the little things. And a lot of people that are are blocked in their life, in business, mm-hmm. personal development, in their their walk with God, when I ask them to tell me 10 things they're grateful for, they don't come up with one. Really? Yes. And wow. they'll be like, well, my husband and my kids. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, we need to go deeper than that. Are you grateful that you have a rug under your feet right now? And they go, well, I mean, I never really thought of that. Why would I be grateful for that? Well, because if the person didn't show up for work that day to make the rug that is under your feet right now, you wouldn't have that rug. Or what about the house, you know, the the floorboards, the roof, the threads of my clothes, you know, we do some exercises like a gratitude walk where you look at every little thing, the Mm -hmm. switch plate, the light, the the blade of grass outside and finding gratitude in everything, you know? And so if I ask you right now, you know, find 10 blessings, five, 10 things that you can be grateful for. If you can't come up with it, I urge you to sit with God and say, you know what, what can I have gratitude for? And just start to thank him for everything. And I bet the person that said, oh, I guess my husband probably complained about their husband 15 minutes prior. I'm just going to sip my coffee. Uh, Let me tell you something. But you're right there. You're absolutely, (laughs) you're right. God gave me my perfect provision sent from God. My husband is my perfect provision. I know that through and through to my bones. That does not mean we always get along. We are two very headstrong people. My husband is very detail oriented. I am not. Um, I am very like, it's no big deal. No worries. My husband is not. We, we really balance each other out. So I can do one of two things. I could be really annoyed that my husband is so OCD. Like I teased the other day that we were driving the car and I, and I, we got to our destination. And he kind of said something. I was like, well, thank you, honey, for letting me drive since I was driving in the driver's seat. Cause my husband will like give me directions. At, like, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know how to drive a car. Um, but I understand that that is just in his nature of he wants to, he's a natural born teacher and instructor and loves teaching things to other people and um, loves sharing his knowledge. So I can be annoyed or I can be like, well, thank you for caring enough that you're paying attention to make sure that I, you, that I see the things that I may not have seen. Um, that balance between the two of us, you know. I help him realize that some things you just need to take a breath and let go. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't get upset about everything because you'll be a very upset person. Like it's just not that big of a deal. And I've learned like we balance each other out. And but that same man that's my perfect provision, I spent a lot of time in our marriage complaining about. Like, why does he do that? Why is he like that? It's what we're told to do. Yes. Right? The world, the world, yes. the world tells us you're supposed to get together with your girlfriends and complain about your husbands and you know, I'm going to ask you, if you are in one of those circles, how can you speak life over your husband? And if you're in one of those conversations, 
be that person that comes forward and says, hey, you guys, I don't want to be a part of a conversation like this. Um, I choose not to speak about my husband in that way. And if they give pushback, that's not on you. You know, you have that choice then to say, am I going to continue in this area where it is not honoring to my husband? Or am I going to move away and say, you know what, I'm going to say no to this invite because that's not a place that honors my husband. And the children, children too, like the, yep, this, this culture that is going on. If you have to drink to get through the day with your children, no, like my children mm-hmm. are a blessing. Um, my, my children are a blessing. I am very blessed that I have two healthy very strong-willed little girls that are going to be valiant women of faith and do amazing things for God. I just now need his um, guidance on how I get them there. Um, and I pray for that daily, But I, and, I, and I do pray for that. And guess what? When my kids do something wrong, not only do I pray, like, do I dis- discipline them? Yes. But in that, we also sit there and pray together, and they pray for forgiveness. And I pray for God to give me a heart where I don't get frustrated when they do things wrong. I can't, I can't be frustrated and angry that they did something wrong. I have to be thankful that we're learning something together. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're now going to learn how to walk through this because I never did that as a kid. And so I need to figure out how to help you stop doing that as a kid. So like we, to, the opportunity to gather together and to learn together as, as a family unit. So prayer yeah. is huge. Absolutely. So first two habits, sit in the word, read yes. the Bible and pray and whatever that looks like. You know, there's so many different resources for what that can look like, but start with gratitude and then just see where that goes. Talk to other people. How do you pray? And there's not a timeline on it, right? Mm -mm. Whether it's a simple in the morning you wake up and you have gratitude that you have breath in your lungs and guide my day versus, you know, growing into having more of like, you know what, for 30 minutes, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to see what's on my heart. There's no rule to, okay, you did this right or you did this wrong. And those two are really, truly foundational habits. The other two are, you need to get in a community of other believers. Um, that may be a church, that hi, may be a small group. High community. High community of other believers. <laughs> um, you know, I admit, we both go to Lakeside. We're not in a small group. Um, mm-hmm. And if anyone from Lakeside hears this, don't be mad at me. But I, I don't feel like, I, I feel like I have a great community of women. I once a month go out with one of my Christian mentors, just her and I, and we have coffee and I just listen to I say I pour into her I don't I ask her questions and I like take notes basically um but but I do that and and I have a group text of women that are Christian believers that will guide me what I'm doing when I'm complaining like hey girl no they'll be my they're my Christian accountability group but you need to be in community with other believers it's mm-hmm. really important to find that and that can be in women's ministry that can be in a group of friends that you go and have coffee with. It can look a lot of different ways. Faith at Eight retreats. Um, mm-hmm. It can look at a lot of different ways, but you need to be in a community. And I will say we have the Telegram group that is yes. the Faith at Eight Telegram group. And there's people that all different walks. And one of the most beautiful things about that little chat group is that you'll have somebody who is new. You'll have somebody that's been around a while. Comments or questions will come up and everybody loves each other through the answers. Mm-hmm. Even when it's challenging even when it's difficult, even when it's like, oh, I didn't know that way, like give me more information or resources. And we're all there to support one another. And I don't know of another chat group that I've been in of that size that has been that supportive when two people don't agree or align perfectly on something. Absolutely. And and I think it's really important to mention that because sometimes people think, oh, it only can be Mm-hmm. people that are, um, that I see in person. I have a friend from college, Betty, she listens to our podcast. Hey, Betty. Um, and, and we chat mainly through Instagram. Like we, we don't, I haven't, I don't, gosh, I don't think we've seen each other since we graduated college, which was a very long time ago. I hate to admit it. 
Um, but we still talk and we have great, con- she's like, oh my gosh, where'd you get your Bible tabs? And she's like, I have the same ones. And we have great conversations and they're Christ. She's a Christ centered friend of mine. And it's not necessarily always in person. So don't think that you have to, it has to look a certain way. I didn't say you have to have a group of women that you meet with for coffee every Thursday afternoon at two o'clock that you talk about Jesus and do a Bible study together. Right. That was not it. You need to have a, you need to have other Christian women. And I want to preface that. No, you don't go and find another, it's like, oh, there's this guy at church and he and I, no, 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 no. You married. You should not be having that conversation. If you're not married, that's another story. Um, but no, a, a group of Christian women. Mm-hmm. If you are a woman, you need another, you need other Christian women around you in your community. And if something that surfaces, well, I've always just been friends with guys better. You need to figure out how to be a Christ-centered woman and walk through this life in that direction. And maybe they're meant to show you something. I know um, through my walk too, a lot of times I was like, oh, I can't talk to them because shame, guilt, um, a lot of things would surface. Well, that's on me. And God was ready to take me through a walk where then I found the most beautiful relationships with Christ-centered women because of what they had to show me. Mm-hmm. But initially that was challenging because it challenged all the decisions that I had made up to that point. So if you get that type of feeling, I urge you to walk through that and say, you know what? Who could my Christ-centered woman circle be? I never shamed you. So, okay. I know you didn't. So. Um, and then number four is you need to take rest. And so some people think like, oh, this means Sabbath. No, no, no. no. This means you need to take rest from the world. Are you on your phone all day long? Are you constantly in the world? Are you constantly, um, watching the news and watching the TV of the things that are on TV, listening to worldly music? Like if you were constantly pouring the world into you, at what point are you taking a break and pouring the word into you Mm -hmm. and pouring, um, just taking a breath from all that and taking a break and just being like, okay, this is the time when I'm not going to be immersing myself in the world. I'm going to be very intentional with my day and make sure, and this can overlap with the time you're reading the Bible and prayer, but Mm -hmm. my friends know if you text me before eight o'clock, I'm not going to respond to you because I, I, I literally have a thing on my phone that makes it so I can't look at anything on my phone. That's the kind of accountability I need. I need technology to not allow it. <laughs> like I need harsh things. I do not have my phone with me when I homeschool because then I'm not paying attention to my children. I'm paying attention to my Instagram or the text messages coming in. If it is, if someone really needs me, they will call my husband to get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Um, like if something really is needed, I, I have all the faith that God will make sure that the information gets to me. But I have times where I just know, like it is just a hard, fast, no, I'm not watching the news. I'm not listening mm-hmm. to secular music. I'm not watching. I'm not on my Instagram feed. I'm not chit chatting and texting with my friends, even my Christian friends. I am just taking that time and I'm saying, no, this is set aside time from all of the busyness of the world Mm -hmm. for all the perfectionism of the world for all that we have to get it all done of the world i also typically will not text you after 9 p.m at night no and sometimes my work time is after 9 p.m at Mm -hmm. night or i go into a an area where my schedule i have work time and i'll know that that's when she's homeschooling or she's in bed so i'll literally put do not read this until tomorrow 
I am in a workspace. Yeah. So this has nothing to do with if you don't text me back. So also honoring the fact that when you do have Christ-centered friends, understanding what their schedule is and being excited at the fact that they have those boundaries, mm-hmm. celebrate that, understand. And, you know, so she may wake up to like 80 messages. And I'm fine with it. It is because I know she's going to get <laughs> to it. And by the time she gets down, I probably answered a bunch of the questions that I already sent through. But there's that beauty of having those type of friendships because it's not about, oh, you better get back to me or you must be mad at me. No, she's honoring the other areas of your life. You also, to be unclear is to be unkind. So if you are someone mm-hmm. that text messages people all day long and all of a sudden you stop, like you, you set, and these are my boundaries. Mm-hmm. These don't have to be your boundaries. Mm-hmm. You need to look at your own day. Look at the 24 hours that you've been gifted of. Um, how are you going to be a good steward of that time? And look at, okay, at what point am I taking a break from the world? Or is the world in my day, all day, every day. And and yours can look completely different than mine or of Jill's. It, it doesn't have to look one way. And with all these habits, it is not one way. It is not, you have to memorize this scripture every day and you have to do this for this many minutes. No, 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 no. You have been given a life. You have to steward that life well. And if you want to have a deeper relationship with God, you need to figure out where you're going to fit in time to read the word. And what does that look like in your specific time in your journey? You need to fit in time where you're going to pray. And what is the time you're going to do in your journey? You are going to fit in time where you are going to have community with other believers. Mm -hmm. And you're going to fit in time where you're going to rest and just turn off the world. And I'm not going to tell you exactly how to do it, but I'm going to tell you, you need to do it daily. And not because if you miss a day, you're a bad person, because mm-hmm. by having that consistency of every day I do this consistently, every day I set a time time for God, every time I put down my phone and I just take a break from it, by setting that, it will become a habit. And the number one question you always get from people is, well, how long does it take to get a habit? And some people say 90 days, some say 66. You, you hear all these answers. It takes a lifetime. Because the second you stop doing it, it's not, a habit. it's not a habit anymore. I used to have the habit of being a vegetarian. Y'all, I ate chicken yesterday. I don't have a <laughs> habit anymore. Like, and I haven't had it probably for at least a year and a half. That is not a habit I have anymore. Doesn't mean it once upon a time wasn't a habit, but I don't do it anymore. Therefore, it's not a habit. I used to have a habit being a runner. I haven't run since I gave birth to my second child. She's six. Like, so I can't say I'm, oh, I'm a runner or I, I have a, although I do have a half marathon sticker on my car that I sometimes feel like I should pull off. But I did complete a few of them. But the second you stop doing it, it's a habit. So it's important that you create that consistency. So that way, when you do run into something of like, uh, I didn't text my friend group. I didn't mm-hmm. go on Telegram and text the group. You feel the pain of it and you mm-hmm. clip back right into it and go, I missed one day, but I'm not going to miss two. And one thing that I, I heard recently, because we were, were doing a book study, so I forget what book mm-hmm. it was, but it said, um, the minute that you don't do that one habit you're doing a new habit. So if you stopped eating chicken, but then that next day you start eating chicken, well, now your new habit is eating chicken. Mm -hmm. So if you're reading the word every day and then you stop reading the word, guess what? Your new habit is not reading the word. And you know, that is, wait a minute, let me, Mm -hmm. let me reflect. So then where do we go from here? Right? Great. We've got the four habits, Mm -hmm. but how do we, we always get the question, what does that look like? And that's what I remember going to you. What does that look like? So pile of rocks, right? That's free Mm -hmm. course helps you understand, like, how do you identify the priorities? Where do you want to put your time? How do you make God the foundation? But then the next thing is Shanna's course. 
And I'm, I want you to talk about this because it is a game changer. I went through it and um, it was beautiful and it helped me understand once my priorities were set, what did it actually look like to have Christ-centered habits? Yeah. And so the course is called Christ-Centered Habits for a Christ-Centered Life. And it walks you through and literally we go through what is your identity? Is your identity in Christ? Because what you identify with is the habits you're going to have. We walk through how do you set up habits? Because I admit it wasn't always easy for me. And what it is, is most people will tell you, oh, you just need to set a goal. Well, I can set a goal to read the Bible in a year, but then what? Um, so going through, okay, let's make, let's really break it down and make these habits really, really simple. And then we can grow upon them and, um, make them harder and harder as we mature in our relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to start with, I am going to read a book of the Bible every single day. It can start very, very small. And we build upon that because that makes it so that we're rewiring our brain quite And that's literally, we are rewiring our brain when we do that. And we walk through it in a group accountability kind of thing. We do better when we have a group of people. You know, if you're going to meet someone at the gym, you're going to go because you feel like a crappy friend if you know show. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing. So we have an accountability group. We walk through those habits together. And I don't set your habits. I don't say, Jill, you need to read four (laughs) verses every day. I say, Hey, you need to pray every day or you need to read your word. What does that look like for you? And when are you going to do it? And we start habit stacking with habits that we already have. And we Mm -hmm. make it so it is just something we include in our routine. So it does become automatic. And that's what I loved. You know, like I said, I had gone through it and I loved the small group atmosphere. I loved that it was under my control. I don't like to be told what to do. I know you don't. I just, I don't either. So I, I really understand. If you tell me what to do, (laughs) I'm probably going to do the exact opposite. So I loved the worksheets. I loved the guidance. I loved that. It was really, what was I willing to do? And then what were going to be the results of that? So for people who are listening in, how do they know when the next course runs? So the next course, um, you can get on the wait list. And if you get on the wait list, I do start out with some things to help you kind of get started a little ahead of time. And then um, that wait list is open now. And then the next course will um, open in December to start in January. Yay. And so we're going to link that in the show notes. So make sure that you hop on over to the show notes and see that link. So you can hop on the wait list and get more information. And in the meantime, before that's running, um, you know, you can hop into Pile of Rocks and take that course to understand, you know what? Is my foundation truly in God or are my priorities a little whack right now? And maybe that's why I'm feeling a little in chaos. Yeah. And Pile of Rocks is the perfect primer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then everyone starts new new year, new resolutions. What if instead for 2022, you didn't have news resolutions, you actually had new habits that really made it so that faith was the foundation of your life. So 2022 doesn't end up looking like the two prior years where you were like in total chaos. Like I'm game. Like I'll be signing up for it again, even though I already did it. Cause it's one of those things where I want to solidify it. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to be held accountable. That's what, that's what I want. And I, I started this because I need to be held accountable. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to get all my friends together. We're going to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really has changed my life. My husband actually said, I want to say like a year ago, like, you're just not the same woman I met 15 years ago. And I was kind of like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And he was like, no, really? <laughs> like, good. he's like, I've seen so much maturity in you. And my husband's a lot older than me. Um, so a lot, he's nine years. I feel like that's a lot, maybe not, but he is older than me. So he, there's things that he's experienced that I haven't have. I haven't. And he said, I wasn't at that point in mm-hmm. my faith at your age. And he goes, and it's just really amazing to see 
how you've matured, but a lot of that maturity has come through me changing my habits and and taking my habits and really making sure that they are fixed on my fixing my eyes on Jesus and not on the chaos of the world that's around me. I love that. All right, let's pray it out. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time together. You are such a good God. You were such a good God that you make faith so simple. Um, Although those steps aren't always easy, they are simple. It is simply walking out life every minute, every hour and hour, um, fixing our eyes on you, Lord. Thank you for that, Father God. You are such a faithful Father. You are such a faithful creator that you created us for a plan and a purpose. Uh, We know oftentimes we do doubt ourselves. We doubt your creation, which is us. We doubt our abilities to, to walk out this life, Lord. We put, we go through the motions, Lord, but never actually make progress and mature in our relationship with you, Lord. Um, please forgive us for the times where we just went through the motions and we were faking it till we made it because we know that that actually did not um, help our relationship with you. Um, as we continue through 2021 and we prepare for 2022, Lord, and as we prepare for this day, Lord, Let us examine, please help us examine our habits. Help us examine how we spend our day, Lord, and reveal to us the places where we are being led by the world and not led by you. Reveal to us the places where we need to solidify and strengthen our relationship with you so that we can be valiant women of faith that are not shaken or altered by the chaos going on around us, Father God. Um, as As we go through, Lord, we just, We are just so thankful that you do prepare us for each day, Lord. We are thankful for your mercy and grace that never runs dry. And we are so thankful for your your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review, and share with a couple of friends that you want to join an accountability group and maybe set some habits and see where that goes from there. Yeah, we're so thankful that you join us each day and that you are part of this mission to make heaven crowded. See you later, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.